Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast. It's Tuesday, May 17th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Royals made a move on Monday, firing hitting coach Terry Bradshaw. But did the team, nine games under 500, heading into today's doubleheader against the White Sox, address its biggest issue? On today's show, star columnists Sam McDowell and Vahe Gregorian discuss the change and wonder if pitching coach Cal Eldridge should be on the hot seat as well. The show started as a Sports Beat Live. Let's get started. Good morning from Overcast, Kansas City. And yeah, yeah, a little cloudy out there. Um, welcome to Sports Beat Live, our weekly Royals discussion with the folks who know them best. And today that is columnist Vahe Gregorian and Sam McDowell. And with you, please send us your questions and comments. Uh, there's plenty to talk about because of the news that occurred at Kauffman Stadium on Monday. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the University of Kansas Health System. You'll be hearing from them later in the show. So, first of all, good morning, Bye, Sam. How you guys doing? Good morning, Blair. Uh, it's nice to see you, Sam. I feel like I got Sam and Sense around the last couple of days. A little ballpark <laughs> duty. But it's always good to hear him, isn't it? Doing well, Blair. Uh, <laughs> as well. All right. Hey, guys, before we get into the news, which was the, the firing of, of uh, hitting coach Terry Bradshaw on Monday, uh, I thought we would do that by hearing from J.J. Piccolo and Dayton Moore. You guys heard from him yesterday uh, when they held court. And uh, we, we've got about three and a half minutes worth of audio from uh, from JJ and Dayton, so let's go ahead and run that now, and then and then we'll talk about what they said in these in these comments, and then some things that um, that you all heard that weren't part of these comments. So, okay, let's go ahead and run these. Where did this start 10, 12 days ago? Um, the discussions about where we are as an organization, where where do we want to be, where do we expect our hitters to be. You know, we are still a fairly young lineup. We got a few guys that have have some years in major leagues, but we got some young guys in there every night, and they have to continue to improve every night. So these discussions started 10, 12 days ago, and uh, you know, as we got through Texas, you know, Dave and I got together a little bit more, and you know, made the decision that we were going to make a change. Okay, Dave, how did you guys decide to specifically with Terry? I mean, like he's been, you know, Babes has worked with hitters a lot the last couple of years as well. Uh, I mean, there's you know. Yeah, Mage is in sort of a multifaceted role right now. So Keone's the assistant hitting coach. Um, you know, you know, Mike, myself, Dayton, you know, a lot of us are, you know, we're responsible. And Terry happens to be responsible for the hitters. You know, so uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, Terry's not a scapegoat in, in this case at all. You know, Terry's a, an excellent hitting coach. He's going to land on the street. Um, but, you know, he, he was the hitting coach, so he's the one that we had to JJ, how much of this is um, different philosophy in terms of hitting? How much is just a different voice? Yeah, it's well, it's a little bit of a different voice. I think whenever you make a change, you hope that it has some effect on things. Uh, I think we're looking at some track record of, of things we've been able to do. Our personnel is familiar with some of the guys that are now on the staff, uh, and that's again, that's not a knock against Terry. That's just uh, when you decide to make a change, now you have to make a decision on who the next person is. Um, you know, Alex's role, I'll say this, Alex's role, he's director of hitting performance. The design is not for him to be a long-term major league hitting coach. We'll decide at the end of this season 
if that's the best role for him. But if that role is multifaceted. He's involved in our scouting department, player development decisions, uh, influence on major league teams. We'll decide in the season this is a long-term thing for Alec and I. To move forward, we're extremely confident in Alec and uh, his leadership uh, in this very crucial and vital area. We, you know, we've always um, um, struggled to score runs here. You, know, you, can, you can blame it on me, um, you can whatever you want, want to do, but uh, you know, especially early on. And uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to fight through that. And like I told Alec uh, this morning in our, in our brief conversation, I said there's there's a, there's a few very important things that, that we need to see. Uh, we need to see nine players in the lineup that are committed to get on base any way possible. That means we can't chase pitches out of the strike zone. And when we do have pitches to hit in the strike zone, we can't miss them. We've got to square them up. We've got to drive balls where they pitch. We have, we have to get runners on base that can go first to third, score from second. There's times in the baseball game where it's unacceptable to strike out. Runner on second, no outs. Um, runner on third with one out less. Those are times we got to go to the ball play. So how we uh, obtain those results, that's going to be up to him and his staff and his players. And, uh, but I expect that after that we'll start seeing more consistency. Uh, and so, as Mr. Glass used to always say, expectations drive results, and those are our expectations. I assume he meant after facing Johnny Cueto because it didn't go well for for the Royals in the first uh, first six or Cueto six innings last night and his first start this season for the White Sox. Of course, the Royals went uh, KKK to start the you know, to start the game with their new hitting coach. I'm sure a fact that was not lost on you guys. But a um, couple of things, I thought Dayton Moore. Interestingly, it was pretty darn specific about what what he thinks the problems are and what needs to change for the Royal Sam. Let's talk with you about that. I mean, you know, times that are unacceptable to strike out, not coming through with runners in scoring position. I think the Royals are 25th. They're entered yesterday 25th in the majors uh, hitting with runners in scoring position. So he got down to – he drilled down to to the details, didn't he? Yeah, you know, I think when you change a hitting coach, a lot of people would anticipate that there's some flaws in some guy's swings, um, that there's stuff like that that needs to be corrected. But it's more about the approach that you see these guys have into the plate. Or, or at, at times, the lack of approach, it seems like some hitters have had to where they, you know, there, there was an at-bat in Texas where, where Bobby Witt took three straight fastballs and then went and sat down. And you wondered, what was, what was his approach? in that at bat what was he looking for in that at bat um so that's the type of stuff that i think is is most alarming and i also think when they mention runners in scoring position i don't even think they're talking about the average you know i, I think their complaint is that there's not a different approach when a, a hypothetical situation of a guy on third one out and that's when dayton moore says there's times when strikeouts are unacceptable and I know people have long wanted to make the Royals into this team that's unwilling to strike out while the rest of the league is shifting to a league that's willing to strike out because it means you're going to hit more home runs. The balls that you do put in play are going to be more impactful. That's not what this is. It's not saying don't walk, don't strike out. It's saying be more selective on the pitches you're swinging at and in certain situations emphasize putting the ball in play. That doesn't mean always, but in certain situations I think you're seeing the 
not the Royals not change their approach to to put the ball in play. What do you think, Vahe? Um, you know, I, I look at it. One one problem I've had with the Royals, even in their good years, is their unwillingness to take a walk, get on base, um, and, and keep you know keep, keep rallies alive that way. When you when you take a base on balls, you do so many things. You you know you you run up pitchers, you know pitch counts. You know you get the defense on their heels a little bit. You know is there, the Royals just they've never been this way. And in their glory years of 13, 14, and fifteen, they were always credited for you know the team that always put the ball in play and put pressure on defense that way. Well, when you have a lineup that the Royals had in those years, I think you can get away with not walking. Um, but when you don't have that kind of lineup and you're not getting on base and, you know, you're, you're swinging at, uh, you know, pitchers when, it, when, um, you know, you, then when you're in advantage in the count, that sort of thing, it, it all comes down to philosophy and a Sam said approach. And, um, and I just, I, I've always had an issue with Royals approach at the plates, uh, for, for as long as I can remember well, I think that's exactly right. And I think, you know, we can look at a lot of different things that happened or statements that were made with this move yesterday. But I think the most fundamental of all is that um, I, I think it's reasonable to to imply or to suggest that Terry Bradshaw wasn't perhaps uh, embracing what the Royals have been trying to do through a more holistic approach for a couple of years. And that sort of starts with Alex Zumwalt and the move to appoint him as the, the broader organizational uh, hitting coach. Uh, there's like eight other words in his title. I, I don't remember what they are exactly, but um, I think it's reasonable to say that. And, and I think Sam McDowell makes a great point. Um, by the way, I guess we could just say Sam now, uh, but I like saying Sam McDowell um, makes a great point about just, I don't think we're talking about the mechanics of a swing per se. Right. I mean, I think that's more, uh, not on each guy to work out themselves, but that's, that's a little different. I think it, it's the very, the very essence of this is about approach. And of course that comes back to what are you trying to do, but also uh, what are you chasing? Um, and, you know, that word's come up a lot the last few days, the, the chase, the chase rates and um, uh, the chase range. I, I'm making up that part of it, but uh, I think, that's right at the crux of this. And, what, and what's been bugging you for years, Blair, it didn't get a sigh out of you, but uh, it might as well have. So I, I think, it's, uh, I think it's, it's meaningful that they've done this. Obviously, we don't know what the effect is going to be, and it was uh, worth a little cheap shot chuckle uh, when the first three guys struck out uh, after the, the, the big change. But the, the point here isn't for immediate uh, – fix that that doesn't really quite work that way the point is to get at a, a philosophy and and more more in a more rooted way i think the, the chase thing blair just to put a bow on that um because it is what they emphasize the most uh, both jj Pacola and dayton Moore. um when you look at you know fan keeps track of the amount of pitches you swing it outside the strike zone and the royals are bottom 10 but they're not bottom five they are bottom five in pretty much every other category but I think that they've had games this season in which, you know, the players have been told at some point that this guy throws a slider below the zone constantly. In fact, most of his sliders are out of the strike zone. So 
early in the count, you know, let's not look to hit the slider unless it's up. And you're seeing a lot of hitters still chase the slider. And so I think it's not just seeing that the first time through the order, but I think the Royals have been more frustrated with seeing that the second and third time through the order, that there have not been the in-game adjustments to things like that. That's a good point. Um, look, look, Terry Bradshaw uh, was, from everything I've heard, universally liked by uh, by the players in the clubhouse. And, and, and Vahe, I know you talked to Wood Merrifield about it yesterday, and you know he was, you know, a little you know, shouldering the blame for the performance of the hitters and it cost Terry Bradshaw's job. But I got to tell you, I, I looked this up. The It's not unusual to make changes like this. Uh, Terry Bradshaw has been the hitting coach for since 2018. He is, let me see if I've got, let me pull this up. In the last 10 years, uh, Terry Bradshaw was the one, two, three, four, fifth hitting instructor for the Royals. Um, you know, they, they've had more hitting instructors and managers in that time. So uh, it happens in baseball. You, you do turn over, you know, hitting hitting coach, pitching coaches, bench you, you turn over your staff when, when things aren't going well. And, you know, and, and before I bid, you know, uh, bid farewell to Terry Bradshaw, keep in mind, he's the same hitting coach that, um, you know, that was on the staff when, Salvador Perez hit 48 home runs and drove in 121 last year when Jorge Soler hit 48 home runs a couple years earlier. Um, you know, Mer- with Merrifield with, you know, with his, I think he has the most hits in baseball over the last, whatever it is, five years or so. Terry Bradshaw was the hitting instructor for all of that. So um, it, 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 he's, the Royals off to a, a bad start, a, a start that has not lived up to anybody's expectation. And I think that, as much as anything, is the reason that a, a change was made. Are you, Sam? Are you were you okay with the timing of all of this? That um, you know they 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 hadn't reached a, a forty game mark, a quarter pole of the season, which is kind of a traditional spot for an evaluation. Uh, the Royals are a little bit we're not there yet, um, and they did it coming off of a road trip in which those last three games, they had their best offensive performance of the season, right? 26 runs in the, yeah. in the, uh, the three game series at Colorado with, um, you know, when they took two out of three. So is the timing okay for this? Yeah. I mean, well, I guess I would say no, but I would also say that the timing is never really great for something like this. So um, probably it, it, the Royals came to this decision, I think about 10 days ago, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, you know, from what I'm told, that Yankees series was, was kind of the series that it was like something's got to change. They scored six runs in three games that series, but it was all the stuff we're talking about that was really accentuated during that series. They went to St. Louis for one day, did not score, come back, they win a game, but then the next day they get shut out again for the second time in three days. And I just think that was the stretch that sealed Terry Bradshaw's fate. Um, but, you know, I – I understand that when you come out of Colorado and, and you, you're also coming into warmer weather. And so I'm sure Terry Bradshaw was like, this team is going to hit better whether I'm here, whether Alec is the guy here or whether nobody is here because the weather warms up, the ball might actually start going out of Kauffman stadium. Although we saw a ball last night. That I think Whit Merrifield was shocked did not go out of Kauffman stadium. Um, and so I, I, I think that there's going to be other factors at play that this line right now is, is going to be a kind of a, 
an arbitrary separator now because this is when they made the change. However, Mike Matheny said last night, um, there's only it's only 31 games through the season. Um, of course, you know, that's 32 now, but he said it's only 31 games through the season. There's still plenty of time. And it's like, well, you can't say it's super early when the organization just decided it was plenty of time to evaluate their hitting coach. I mean, it's no longer early. The organization just told us that yesterday. It's no longer early in the season. Hey, Vahe, before as we, as we uh, wrap up uh, this part of it, what, what did you make of both uh, J.J. Piccolo and Dayton Moore commenting yesterday on this? Obviously a big move when you fire a hitting coach you know, early in the season like this, but the fact that both of them uh, spoke to this issue I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought so too, and it, it interesting in a lot of ways. Um, I think I'd urge anybody watching to make sure they see Sam McDowell's column from yesterday that really delineated an important point. You know, we've got this restructuring over the last seven, eight months of the front office with Dayton Moore moved from general manager to president and JJ taking over as GM. And a lot of people, I think, just sort of thought, well, it's business as usual. They just got bigger titles. But I think Sam points this out very well, and Dayton confirmed it later, that um, there is there is a change here and that this was really driven by J.J., I think Dayton felt the need to speak because he so often has done that. And I think, you know, Terry's one of his guys, so to speak. Um, but I think that was a, that whole scenario was a first for the Royals uh, under this new regime. I don't know whether such big moves in the future will mean they'll both talk, but it does make me kind of smile to think that we had basically two hours and 45 minutes of access to the Royals prime decision makers uh, when this happened. Wouldn't happen with every franchise. Oh, in, across sports, right? Okay. Hey, let's take a break here and hear from the University of Kansas Health System. March 4th, 2015, I got out of the shower and felt a lump in my left breast. We were able to quickly uncover that she had two subtypes of breast cancer, each of them requiring separate and unique treatment plans. This is why you come to the University of Kansas Cancer Center. It is critical to be treated by a team of experts in that specific cancer type. If you don't start with us, I think you'll have more questions than answers. Why would you go anywhere else? Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Okay, we're back on Sportsbeat Live, Kansas City Stars weekly chat about the Kansas City Royals, and we have columnist Sam McDowell and Vahe Gregorian with us today. Um, I, I tell you what, guys, um, if you had told me or asked me going into the weekend, last weekend, that, that the Royals were going to you know, fire one of their coaches, whether it was going to be you know Terry Bradshaw or Cal Wilder, the pitching coach, and asked me to choose which one, I don't think I would have – I'm not 100% sure I've chosen the right one. I, 
they're having issues on both sides of, uh, of, of the ball. So uh, did so a couple of couple of ways to look at it. Um, let's start with this though. By what what did um, what did Dayton and JJ say about pitching and uh, and and whether that you know whether that or it needs to be addressed or, or why it wasn't addressed this time? Well, I, I, the 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 part that really stands out. There's other elements to it to be sure, but the part that really stands out is that Dayton um, made it a point to say the pitching's on me and. I think I don't know, Sam, if you recall, if he used these words exactly, but I think it was in this neighborhood. Um, I I moved the young pitchers up too fast. I mean, it was of that nature. And then getting into the kind of complexities of developing at the big league level. So I think I think that was interesting, and it it seemed to me to suggest that uh, at least for the foreseeable future, the organizational stance is that. Um, this was about a, a uh, philosophy that hasn't played out the way they want it to less than it's about the pitching coach at the major league level. Now we've had this talk a little bit before, and I think there's a really interesting delineation here too, with what they were seeing in the hitting game was people, as we talked about earlier, not executing or seeking to execute the approach that they're trying to, to instill. I think, What's probably a little different with the pitch is the matter of whether they're ready when they're here. Um, and I, I think that's a, that's a slight difference and maybe what, what Dayton was trying to get at. Um, and so I think we're left with a little bit more of the question with the guys um, on the mound of, are they in fact ready when they're here? And if not, where is kind of the kink in the pipeline? Yeah, I, th- I think Vahe makes a great point. I, I do think that's the distinction be- between those. I mean, that's basically what Dayton was saying, I think, when he said that was, you know, we we brought these guys up when they weren't ready, and they believe the hitters. Then. And I, I also do want to point out with the hitting, um, I don't think that Terry Bradshaw gets fired because of a lack of development of Bobby Witt or MJ Melendez, because I know that's where a lot of people want to look to. It's the young guys. You know, I think it's more of the the guys that have been up here for a little while and they haven't made that transition yet. Um, you know, Hunter Dozier had a great year in 2019 and we've yet to see him replicate it. Um, I, I think it's more into that category. It's not just Hunter Dozier, um, but there's more guys that fit into that category. Um, I also, you know, what you said, Blair, was definitely the consensus, I think, across the city was if one coach is going to get fired, it's going to be Cal Eldridge. I don't think the Cal should, should should feel particularly safe um, when the organization has shown a willingness to make the move that they made yesterday. I do think that he has um, a few more examples, and maybe it's just purely because it's relatively speaking, um, to point to and say these guys are success stories this year. Uh, I look at the lineup, and I think it's really hard to come by success stories this year. Maybe Andrew Benatendi. Um, otherwise, you've got a lineup full of struggling hitters, guys that are hitting where below expectation. With pitching, you've got some guys pitching above expectation. You've got a few guys in the bullpen. You've got Daniel Lynch. You've got Brad Keller. I mean, Zach Greinke hasn't been bad. Uh, we all want to point to the guys who are struggling, and that's certainly part of the resume as well. I, I mean, Chris Bubich, um, you know, we, Brady Singer's going to throw a game of the doubleheader today. It's going to be interesting to see his development. Um, but I'm not saying that Cal Ezra has done a fantastic job. I'm just saying I, I think 
that it, 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 if you're comparing the two positions, one of them made a little bit more sense to give a little bit more time than the other one did. You know, I can't help but think that the Royals were a little bit of victims of circumstance when it came to the, 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 the draft class of 2018 where they loaded up on the pitchers, the college pitchers, and who were the, the idea being they were more major, you know, closer to the major leagues than if you'd taken high school pitchers like like they did last year with Frank Mazzucato, who, by the way, is making his first professional start on uh, on Wednesday. But uh, but but then the timetable got all screwed up because of the COVID year and you know the, the you know the strike this year. It just seems like the development cal- calendar um, really kind of played havoc with the Royals' development of, of the pitchers. Now. You could argue that because they're more mature when, when the Royals drafted them, they, sh- they, they should have been able to handle that better. But to hear Dayton Moore shoulder the, the responsibility for the lack of pitching development by some of these guys, uh, that's not how the Royals necessarily view it. That, uh, that There's a reason why a, you know, a, a Kowar and a Bubich and now even Carlos Hernandez hasn't, uh, you know, haven't lived up. And then, of course, Brady Singer haven't lived up to – to, to the expectations, is there a possibility that Royal Scouting just, you know, missed, misfired on, you know, a handful of guys, you know, a percentage of these players, and 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 they're they're never going to end up being what uh, what you hoped a player drafted in the in the first round or first two rounds uh, you hope hope would be. I I think that's a possibility, but I also think we've seen we've seen glimpses. Uh, in even the two guys you just mentioned, who've been probably the you know two of the most enigmatic or in, in a certain way disappointing, you know one other thing Dayton said yesterday that I thought was interesting. Um, Sam again clarify if I if I'm not remembering the, the wording right, but he basically said if he had a chance to do it over again, uh, Singer and Bubich wouldn't have wouldn't have pitched at the big league level in 2020. And I, when you you throw in the COVID time warp and all these other things, you can you can see that there's there's stuff in the arc of this that is a little messy and confusing. So I I certainly don't feel like uh, boy, it's just never going to work out with these guys. But I, I but I I guess I wonder uh, it, you know because again of their advanced age when they came up and we know that you know. College ball isn't the same as as even minor league baseball or high high minor league baseball, but uh, I don't know, Blair. I think you ask a, a totally fair question. I, I guess I just figure um, I still like what's in there if if it can be extracted. I mean, when you look at the age of these guys, um, you know, Singer I think is only a year younger than Brad Keller. Um, you know, I, I think Bubich is twenty four going on 25 um but Coar and singer are 25 going on 26 um so yeah they should be here by now they should be contributing in a more significant way by now um and it's absolutely possible that the royals whiffed on the players themselves now i i understand why they liked brady singer <clears throat> he's got two really good pitches um desperately needs to uh, develop a third pitch if he's going to throw and start at this level. You know, I think right now he could be a very consistent relief eighth inning guy. Um, but you don't draft a guy 118 to be a reliever. You draft him to be in your rotation. Now, at this point, you got to get the most out of him that, that you, you think you can. And if he's, I still think 
He deserves a start. You need to see what you get out of him as a starter. You're not in a win-now mode, although you'd like to be in a, a win-soon mode. Um, so, But I, I do think, to your question, Blair, it's absolutely possible they whiffed on these guys. I think it was the circumstance that, that prompted them to take all those college pitchers. They will tell you um, and tell you and tell you that those were the guys that were at the top of their board when, when they drafted. And that's why they drafted college pitchers. It wasn't this mindset going into the draft, although they knew the draft was high on college pitchers. But what it does is it, is it flips the way that they're building this thing compared. I mean, we always look at 2014 and 15 and why wouldn't we? Because that, that was a successful run in the modern era of baseball for a small market team. Well, they developed that team with hitters. They developed their own hitters. They went out and got pitching. They went out and got James Shields and, and Wade Davis and, and Vargas and Guthrie. Like they went out and got pitchers. Now they're trying to develop their own pitchers. And so it's it's a little bit flipped compared to what it was. And I think that they're seeing that it's not just a Kansas City Royals thing. It's a baseball thing that is harder to develop pitching, consistent pitching, than it is the hitters. Absolutely. I'd add Edison Volquez to that list as well. Absolutely, and, yeah, yeah. How important was he? And then look, even you know Johnny Cueto. Uh, the aforementioned Johnny Cueto in the in the uh, late season trade in 2015. That's exactly right. Um, so it, it gets me wondering and a little worried about if, you know, listen, on a percentage basis, not all your baseball draft picks are going to work out. In fact, a low percentage of them are going to work out. But I don't think the Royals can afford to have, you know, to, based on their the structure of their rebuild, that, you, you can't have the class, the pitching class of 2018 become a, a failure. And there's just too much invested in, in that class. And, you know, in fact, that class, one of the reasons that we think of 2022, the season as a, a kind of a turning point for the Royals was because of that, because of that class. Um, right now it's, it's, it's not, not delivering in the way that, um, that, that we expect or more importantly, the way the Royals expected. So, I, I shudder to think where the, what the direction of the Royals will be if they don't end up getting more out of uh, out of the group that we spoke spoke about. Yeah, I think yeah. Blair, that it's like seventy um, percent of first round picks make uh, the pros, and I think it's about sixty to sixty five of second round picks. And I might be like five percent off on those, um, but. The uniqueness of that class wasn't just the amount of pitchers they took and college pitchers. It was that they had five of the first 58 picks. So they've got five guys that fit into that category that I just mentioned. So I think when you're trying to determine is this class a success or not, I think they have to have probably two rotation pieces out of those five and maybe another one or two that, that factor in some way in the bullpen. But your larger point is right, Blair, that the Royals can less afford to miss than most teams because of the structure of the, the market of baseball. Yeah, that's true. And and look, I mean, we could you could tell a tale about the Royals' fortunes through uh, how their number one picks have worked over the years. Um, you know, the, the peak of the Royals, uh, some of those number one picks were pretty vital in it. And, you know, the last sequence of the Royals, the last, you know, six, seven years, uh, has been marked by several of the number one picks just not materializing or no longer being with the franchise. All right, guys. Uh, enjoy the conversation, as always, with Vahe Gregorian and, and Sam McDowell. And we will pick it up again next Tuesday. Big thanks to our, thanks to our sponsor, the University of Kansas Health System. And 
Lynn Worthy, working, uh, beat writer, working this morning because the Royals do have the 1 o'clock game, uh, first game of the doubleheader. Uh, they play again at 6 o'clock against the White Sox. So um, hope to have the full crew with us again next Tuesday on Sportsbeat Live. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk again next week. That'll do it for today. Thanks to Monty Davis, who produced the podcast and our live show, and to the Sportsbeat KC staff of Randy Mason, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to columnists Vahe Gregorian and Sam McDowell for sharing their insights. The Morning Sports Edition had full coverage of the Royals' moves and much more today. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC.